Uh, let me drag this over. All right, cool, guys. Today we get to talk to Brandon T. Adams, a two-times Emmy award-winning producer, TV host, media expert, investor, etc. We're going to be talking today about how he built and scaled businesses using content and all kinds of capital stuff. So we'll dive into it super quickly. Brandon, thank you so much for coming on the show. Talk to me, like, what was what was kind of a moment within content where you knew, like, like this was your calling? You know, I, I it was 2012-13 when I started doing my first content. And it was really just to market myself. And this is early on in social media. And so what I did is I put out some videos and one was for like a, a campaign to get the most likes. And I saw what it did for me winning a different competition. And I realized, oh, if I can put out video content that could really communicate who I am and what I'm doing, that means more people would see me. I could get more sales. And so that was kind of the beginning for me. And then once I, I got into crowdfunding, where I was helping people raise money for their companies or ideas. And one of the key components of the money we raised was the video that we created that people saw on the main page. So you get their attention. Why are you watching this? Here's why you're watching it. Here's the value. Here's a CTA. Here's a call to action, how you can get involved. And once I saw how that was a powerful with raising money, I realized how can I use video in all areas of anything I do in business to generate revenue, raise capital, sell products and services, and I just became really obsessed with it and more on the storytelling of it as well. And that got into doing films, TV shows, and all that. Out of the various mediums for, for media, what's your favorite? Um, well, I look at for video being the, the top, but doing video through, I really like Instagram, Facebook, and uh, LinkedIn is very powerful. There's a lot of people in there that, buy like we'll buy your products and services high level that is um so those are my favorite uh in terms of just kind of the the platforms and medium okay cool so you guys were part of a film that got 130 million views so let's talk about like what like what was the marketing strategy like like kind of taking behind the scenes a little bit yeah so we there's a book called thinking Get rich by Napoleon Hill. Here's a copy of my copy. I got like when I was 20, 13 years ago. Um, and in the book is sold over 130 million copies. And so back five, six years ago, it was, um, I had an opportunity to get involved with a, a film called thinking rich, a legacy, which is basically it's theory actor. If you read the book, thinking rich different scenes from the book, like with Henry Ford, Thomas Edison, the three feet from gold scene, like all these theatrical scenes. And then there's other parts of it where it's interviews with other people that are successful that have lived their life through the principles of thinking the rich. So Lewis Howes is on there, Barbara Corkin, Grant Cardone, Kevin Harrington. I, I was at the time, I'm the youngest person in the film. And so what we did is we produced the film, we launched it. We did actually a digital launch. We had an offer from Netflix. Um, the offers we had were not, I mean, we, we realized that we could do way more doing our own way. And so we launched it, uh, did a theater premiere back in 2017 in LA Live. It was a fun red carpet event. Bob Proctor was there, bless his soul, now past sense, but all the people in the film were there, Rob Deerdick. And so launched it there and then it went straight digital. So doing paid advertising, people buying the product, getting a uh, reg regular CD or little, literally a digital that they could download and watch it. And so multi-million dollar film in three languages, 
um, very successful, going, selling every single day. And so the key, I mean, I, I wouldn't say it's easy. It was hard. But so many people have read the book. So many people have been impacted by Thinking Rich. And when you say there's a movie on it, everybody wanted to watch the movie. And so uh, that became a success. Yeah. So you were leveraging, obviously, the success of the book. So did you have to buy rights to it or, or were you guys just you able to, to have it? You have to have rights through the Napoleon Hill Foundation. Uh, good friend of myself and, and the people involved is Don Green. So Don Green is the executive director of Napoleon Hill no, Napoleon Hill Foundation. It's actually out of Wise, Virginia. I've uh, been there. Uh, it's interesting, really middle of nowhere place. Um, but that's uh, where the foundation is at. And you have to get the rights from them and their blessing. And they obviously get a, a piece of the sales. Yeah. Was that a hard negotiation or was that pretty straightforward? No, I mean, this, again, going back to the original, there was a lot of people involved with this. A lot of people put yeah. money behind it. Um, it was a bunch of successful people that believed in the book and said, we want to get behind this and create a film. And they were all for it. I mean, it was a very long process. I mean, the, if you haven't watched it, I highly suggest it. Anybody watching, like there was a lot of time and effort put into it. Very proud of the film. And uh, yeah, I'm grateful. I mean, it continues to spread the word into Pulling Hill's work and uh, in a whole n- another way. Yeah. What, what did you learn through that process? Was it like skills that you built? Was it the connections you made? Like what was the value for you in making it? Yeah, I mean, I learned the power of uh, digital marketing uh, even at another level. Uh, the power of getting the right people in a room for a premiere or event, raising money. I mean, we raised money creatively through the project. Through We did Indiegogo. So we were doing a crowdfunding campaign. I helped lead that. And it was a large, I don't know if it is anymore. At that time, it was the largest uh, docudrama campaign on Indigo of all time. So we broke a record. And so we had a lot of people that got a part of the campaign, but we created other systems. The people that did pledge we turned some of them into actual investors in the film. And so I learned how you can take data from campaigns and turn them into more strategic like partners for a project. Yeah. Awesome. So like, obviously with your ability to do the digital marketing, all these things that you're doing, like, what do you see as like the bigger future for yourself? Like, where do you see yourself heading? Yeah. So for me personally, I, Continue to, to leverage the power of brand influence, content, and capital to scale, to scale our companies, to scale the portfolios that we have right now. Uh, we have, I have investment in 30 some companies, some of them I'm active in, uh, some more silent, uh, in, from the telehealth industry to health, wellness, to cannabis, to we got tequila, seltzers, to tech, to you name it, we're in it. And so, I love helping them scale and helping grow these companies to make bigger impacts in people's lives. Uh, so doing more of that. And on a personal note, just continuing to create a lot of massive content and helping very influential people build out their brands and content. I, I like working with people that are very motivated, but also successful in their own field and helping them take where they're at and going to the next level through some of the things we've done for ourselves over the years, but also other brands. And uh, one goal of mine is, I want to, uh, my, my business, one of my main business partners was one of the original sharks of Shark Tank, Kevin Harrington. And uh, one of my goals is within three years, I want to be a guest judge on Shark Tank. And so working towards that one now, um, 
I think it'd be cool. It'd be cool to be next to Kevin Hart, Kevin Hart and I, and maybe Mr. Wonderful there too. Yeah. Everyone who listens to our show knows Tim and I are passionate about obtaining financial freedom through real estate investing. We also know that everyone's situations and goals are different. And while there are programs out there that show you a path to financial freedom, many of these programs are just too cookie cutter and don't take your personality, situation, and desired outcome into account. Think about the number of times that you've watched a guru online and tried to do the exact same thing as they did, but had nowhere near the same results. You are not alone. When I got started, I was continually paying for courses and getting only partial results until I discovered the path that made sense for me. The results prove this out. Most online course creators have let us in on their dirty secrets that 90 to 95% of their students never complete their course and achieve their desired outcome. This is not something that we're okay with. The benefit of working with Tim and I is that we are interviewing between 5 and 20 people every single week. We have accumulated hundreds of seven-figure strategies and gotten inside scoop from these successful entrepreneurs. We're able to work with you to pick the strategy that will best fit and then help you create the custom plan to take you quickly into financial freedom. As a former math teacher, I always taught my students that the fastest way between two points is a straight line. If you want to get rid of the many curves in the road that can make the journey longer and more costly, then go to coaching.freedomchaserspodcast.com and book a call with us. And let's get you on a straight line path to freedom. Amazing. So then in this process, like for branding, are you helping people one-on-one -on -one or are you just like, hey, if I buy into your company and I take some equity stake, I help you out? Like, how do you decide how you work with people? Yeah. So loaded question. There's two sides of it. Um, we have a whole team and everything. And, and some of it is an individual brand where it's an influential person in their own field and you're not going to take equity in their brand. It's more like, Hey, we're going to help you one-on-one -on -one, and we're going to help you grow your own brand. Now, the other side of it, which is fun is there's companies that need help with marketing, branding, all that. And so we will partner with them. And that's a little different conversation because there's more involvement for me specifically and the team. And so we will take an equity stake in the company and because we're going to help them raise their brand, their awareness, which attracts more capital, more customers, more growth. And because we have connections now, we can open up doors for them, which not only can help in the short term, but can help in the long term if they're going public, if they want to get acquired. And so uh, those are the two sides. Slow to fun. I never know what I'm going to see. I meet some amazing people and we get to be a part of some really cool projects. So what's your criteria for knowing if you want to be involved with a company or not? The, for one, their their energy, their level uh, as a, the CEO or the person. Like I, I always say they got to be somebody I invite over to dinner uh, and with my own family. The second one is, will this person do good with what we're going to give to them through our work? Uh, are they going to do good with it? Are they going to be the best they can be? Do I want to work with that person? And do I believe in their product or service? If that's a yes, then yes, I will. You referenced Shark Tank. I know, statistically speaking, Shark Tank does not have a good track record. They invest in companies, a lot of them fail, which is very normal. Yeah. It, with you guys being actively involved, like, what is, does the track record change? Um, how does that look? So, I mean, we're basically a real life Shark Tank. Uh, it's, I, I'm taking a pitch every single day. Uh, I make the joke that sometimes I might be taking a piss and there's somebody next to me pitching me an idea, um, right. which is a blessing, but also sometimes can you're always getting pitched. You're always getting asked for money. Um, and, and so we are, sometimes we put our own capital in. Sometimes we don't, we help bring capital. 
Sometimes we're providing our knowledge and resources. Like we got projects now, big funds and wealthy groups that they don't need money, but they need marketers to help them scale and use their money wisely. And so uh, I love Shark Tank. I love what it does. And you're right. The statistics show a lot of them fail. I mean, in this world, it, it, a lot of them, it's, it's a business where not all of them are going to succeed, um, but some of them will on Shark Tank. For us, we're doing more hands-on approach because these sharks are all busy. Um, they'll provide contacts and all that, but they're not getting like rolling their sleeves up and really got, getting into it because they got a lot of other things going on. We got a whole team in place where we are getting involved to help them grow. And so I think, I don't know, we're, we're like a shark tank. It's just not publicized on TV all the time. We're publicized on social media and our own content, but uh, yeah. So do you follow Alex Ramosi much? Oh, I love Alex. I, I, I met Alex once. Um, I, some people mentioned this to me before. I feel like Alex and I are kind of the same mindset or trajectory. He's in a, a different kind of level where he's, he's acquiring more businesses. Uh, but yes, I do. I love his work. He's a, he's a savage. Him and his wife are crushing together and I love his model. Yeah. Awesome. All right. So how do you think about focusing on your brand versus the the investments that you've made? Like how do you differentiate time and resources to your growth versus the growth of the people that you're with? Yeah. So I've been taking even more step back and looking at how can I continue to invest in all the people around me and the brands. I mean, we're investing all of them. And I even tell people on my team, like I think everybody in a world in a way should have a brand. Um, there are a lot of systems in place that I continue to grow my brand because that brings opportunity. Um, but I'm also helping build out the brand of other companies. I mean, you look at a brand. So I'll give you an example where I learned this too, is I look at my business partner. He was in Shark Tank for a few years. He invented the infomercial aid, a massive brand. He still does today. And early on, I didn't really have as much of a brand as he did. And so I helped him grow, but also I had brand association with him. So it helped me grow my brand. And so I saw what his brand did for helping raise capital for companies, help bring opportunities for companies just because of the name, the relation capital. And so now myself, as I continue to grow, I see the power of my brand does to help bring more value to anything I'm involved with. And, and that's why it's, I think it's so important for a brand. You look at the more people that like and trust you, even more specifically, the more people of power of influence that like and trust you, it allows you to open up more doors. So me as an individual, if I can continue to build more like and trust with more powerful people, that allows me to reach more people and more impact on anything that I am associated with in some way. So obviously your story about raising capital was first connecting to a big capital raiser and growing in knowledge and influence that way. What do you think the path? I mean, we, we talked to a lot of real estate investors that are raising capital for big apartment buildings and other things. What do you, would you say to them is the best strategy to raise capital? I mean, for one, you got to have a compelling offer. There's got to be a valuable offer at hand um, that an investor, what's in it for them. Uh, another side of it, I think that is underutilized is the power of the story. Telling the story of the offer the, or the people behind it. People buy into stories. If you can tell a damn good story, the story around what you're doing and, and tell the story of where you're going, people are going to invest in you. So tell stories and do it specifically through film and videos, documentaries. I mean, I'll tell you one of the greatest fundraising 
campaigns I know of. I mean, well, some of the biggest fundraising campaigns are through politics. <laughs> but if you look at um, the example I'll give you is Operation OUR or even now Sounds of Freedom. So that project, they, I don't think everybody knows, but you look at Operation OUR at the beginning, that documentary they created, they went and filmed as they like went into these different countries where this sadly sex trafficking and, and all this was happening. They filmed it. They showed it at a Tony Robbins event. And from that showing, I think they raised $10 million and since then raised a lot more money. People were donating. So I share that example because that shows a power of storytelling and documentary that draw emotion to people. They see a problem. They need to get behind it. And what do they do? They reach out of their pocket and give money. So if you can implement more storytelling and docu-style content into everything you do, you will raise money. Now, this is real estate. This is anything. Create more high-value content. And that's where I focus a lot more of my like investments in, too, for my own brand is how can I create more storytelling content or documentary-style content? So now with the teams in place, how much of the story creation is, is your brainchild? How much is it the team? Like how much are you involved and how much are you, you know, leveraging your power of your team? Yeah, I'm still, I'm still heavily involved, but I still rely on my team a lot too. I, I mean, I work a lot. I love what I do. I I'm very obsessed with what I do. Um, but I will say I like, I'll give a shout out. So Sean Vela, my director for the shows and documentaries, over the last five years, he's really helped develop how I communicate who I am as a person and and really in a way that's not so like earlier on, it was, hey, look at me, I'm this guy, the success. But now it's like, hey, here's who I like humbling of where I've been, where I'm going, who I am. And people like that have really helped me tell my story, um, helped me on a whole nother level. And, and so having those kind of people behind me is what's led me to winning Emmys, which led me to uh, attracting more people to work with me. And uh, I'm super grateful for it. Yeah. Awesome. So take us into like, what's your view for the future? Where do you see yourself heading in the next say 12 to 18 months? Yeah. So uh, we're in a huge wealth building right now. Um, There's a lot of opportunity, uh, I believe right now uh, to really kind of get ahead of the game in everything and acquiring more like and trust. We're building out the brand more through our events, through our content, through our paid advertising, all that. Um, we are even more so looking to work with more influential people. The power of the influencer is growing even more and it allows you to generate more sales and, and get more opportunities. So working with more influential people and just going all in. Uh, that's That's what the future looks like. Uh, excited for it, excited for the companies we're invested in and uh, just keep staying on the path. Love it, man. Brandon, thanks you so much for coming on the show, for sharing about your life and your business. For those of you out there listening, freedom is acquired one action at a time. So if you take steps day by day before we know it, you too will be living a life of freedom. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll catch you on the next episode. Please like, comment, share, and subscribe. Engagement is like gold to us. We can't do what we're doing without it. Reviews and subscriptions, particularly on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube, are worth more than money. So please do what you can to support the show. 